Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of My First Sketch. I'm Josh Hyam. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SoundCloud to get it automatically. If you like the Stitcher app, you can find it there as well. It'd be really cool if you rate it five stars and leave a review on whichever platform you choose. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash myfirstsketch. Follow along on Twitter at myfirstsketch. Head to myfirstsketch.com where I'll post any of the videos we talk about on today's episode. Any questions, thoughts, recommendations, feel free to email me at josh at myfirstsketch.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Another reminder that I'll be hosting the Big Freaking Quiz of 2018 in Boston and Baltimore, Improv Boston on November 29th, and Charm City Comedy Project on November 30th. When in Boston, I'll be opening for a group based out of Emerson College called Writers of the Dorm, which brings us to today's guest. Today's guest is Aiden Van Alstein, currently a member of Writers of the Dorm. His first sketch is called The Plug, and it's super visual. Head to myfirstsketch.com, where I've embedded the video, but here's a short audio clip to give you a sense of the premise. Hey, uh, Gene. Yeah, Vince? How long have we had that plug? What plug? This one. Right here. Oh, yeah, it's always been there. Well, what's it do? The plug? Yeah. Uh, powers the entire universe? It powers the entire universe. Mm-hmm. This plug? Yep. Powers the entire universe. The entire universe. So, uh, what would happen if I unplugged it? Hey, Aiden. Hello. All right, so tell me about the sketch. Tell me where this idea came from. Um, all right, so the, the idea... Well, the, the, I guess it started when I needed to submit something um, to Emerson College. I was applying there for their comedic arts program, and they required some, some bit of comedy um, to, to judge me on it, and I just figured I'd write this, this sketch. And, and mainly the idea came from um, kind of a small subreddit um, called Broken Gifts, and um, I, I'm going to assume you've never heard of it before. I, but I... I, I uh... But I can understand. I, I I have a picture of what it is. Yeah. Like I don't I, I don't spend too much time on Reddit. But like, you say broken gifts. I kind of understand. Yeah. It is like at, where at some point the animation goes bonkers yeah. and just yeah. almost looks demonic. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of it kind of it's like intentionally glitching. Uh, I don't know if glitch is the technically correct word, but um, intentionally glitching out your 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 visual or whatever you've recorded um, to make it look. Uh, I don't know, broken or, or some sort of like some sort of technical problem has gone wrong. Um, and there's this there's this uh, subreddit, and I was seeing all these people do these really cool things um, with this this like technique of, of, of messing with the like a, the AVI compression format of a video, um, but nobody had done anything other than just like these little gifts that are like kind of fun little jokes. Um, 
that you know they're they're visually neat, but nobody. I I, th- I felt like there was a lot a lot more potential for this for this thing. I don't know. I really I really really loved it, and so that was kind of the basis of of where this sketch came from. Um, was uh, was this this broken gift sort of thing. So uh, immediately I started writing, and then uh, you know the first idea came to my head was just you know somebody unplugs uh, the universe, and now everything um, you know we can we can get right into the the insanity of of, uh, of this broken, I don't know, video format. And uh, rewatching it, it's it's pretty bad. That's <laughs> that's fine. Everyone's there. There are so few first sketches that we read through. I'm just like, yeah, that's really good. I can I can see that on stage right there now. Is, like, yeah, there is one part know. I do love, which is just the beginning. It has nothing to do with with really the idea. It's just like a, a news anchor introducing something. Um, it's yeah, you know, it's just a dumb joke I like. Um, <laughs> but the rest of it, like, there's no beats. There's no real like, oh, here's here's you know here's the base reality. Here's the the odd thing we've we've learned, and then you know here's this you know beat one, beat two, beat three, and then we're finished. It's really just I don't know. Somebody unplugs the universe, and, and weird things happen, and that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, sometimes it's cool to stray from the uh, the. You know the format and the structures that have been pounded yeah. into our heads, even when you don't know that you're straight. <laughs> yeah, from I would, those I would say uh, maybe, maybe learn. Well, well, let let the experts do that. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, you mentioned something in there that I have to talk yeah. about because I'm very curious about it. Uh, a comedic arts program yes. at Emerson um, College. It is that, very much a, a thing. thing? Um, it's. Well, not really very much. It's only existed for, I guess, not even three years now. So there's no there's no senior class of there's no one nobody's ever graduated with this degree. Um, there's there's no no you know people out in the world holding this this degree. Um, it's it's very new. Uh, it's it's very much a risk. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I could I could talk on and on about about this program if you'd like. Um, do it. Yeah, so I uh, in high school I was I was big into like film, um, but I didn't, and I was big into writing as well. But I didn't feel so great about just going into like a screenwriting or some like creative writing bachelor. Um, it just kind of felt too general for me. Um, and then I saw comedic arts, and as someone who's I don't know always thought that I was funny and, and would like to write comedy, um, that that felt more specific to me. It felt more like. I don't know. I could I could get the specific job I wanted, um, so I saw this degree, um, and so I applied for it. I got it um, here. Uh, the, uh, there's a lot of uh, I don't know weird weird things. I guess um, it, it it combines a lot of like performative stuff, a lot of writing, a lot of um, a lot of just networking and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's Crazy. something. It's awesome. um, <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. So, so you are still in college. I am. Yes, I'm a sophomore. Oh, oh my! Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> Is that a problem? Uh, no, it's uh, well. One of the recurring themes uh, that I talk to whenever someone has some kind of comedy experience within their education is uh, I have huge jealousy for that. Like. Uh, uh-huh. It's just like, like I wish my college would have had a sketch team or something or, you know, anything like that. Like, so I'm immediately like, you know, shaking my fist 
but you're actually majoring in comedy. Yes. Which is like doubly insane to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go all the way back. You mentioned me, like always thinking that you were funny or, you know, one of the funny kids. Uh, what were yeah. you into growing up? What was your comedy of choice? What were like what were you a fan of? Um yeah, yeah. So um I I'm the youngest of of I guess three total children. So I've got an older brother and older sister. And my mom would always, you know, drive drive my, my siblings around and I'd always just be in the back seat, um, just along for the ride. And we had a car that had like a little shitty like T V at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that could just play DVDs. And um one of those DVDs that was always on loop was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And uh, I, I fell in love with that movie so much, um, like to, with a spiritual connection. I loved it. I would, I would try and memorize it. I, I would, you know, rewatch all those special features. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, so, so basically, the second I, I watched that movie, um, I don't know. I just had this sense of, of like, I can't believe these these people are doing this. I love this so much. This brings so much joy to me. Um, I don't know. I'm just so jealous of these people. Second recurring thing of this podcast <laughs> and dream game is, so you were introduced to Monty Python, like really, like I, I was late to the Monty Python game. Yeah. Um, like I was like 16 or 17, but like you were yeah. like, what? Yeah, like, it sounds like way younger than that. <laughs> yeah. Probably 10 or 11. And I was real bummed because my parents owned the other two life of Brian and, and meaning of life, but those are R. So I couldn't watch those. And that was, that was a big, big deal in my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, no. Brian's a little dirtier or a little, <laughs> uh, maybe even like, like deeper than like. I don't think you would have grasped onto it maybe as a ten year old. Yeah, no, definitely not. And it's weird because my parents aren't like huge comedy buffs. They're not like I don't know. They weren't like telling me, "Oh, Aiden, you need to see this movie." Like, "Oh, I need, I need my son to grow up with a, an appreciation of you know, absurdist humor." Um, they just, I don't know. They just had it, and I've gotten to that that car television somehow uh what else was there that for you like it can't just all be money python on the loop for six years what wow. else were you into oh man um probably probably other than that um not not much in like film not not yeah yeah i wouldn't say any other films got to me i'd say um, the second thing that really grabbed my attention, and this was uh, probably later for me, was um, like political comedy. Um, so I really fell in love with like The Daily Show. Um, uh, I I would uh, always always just turn on for my own amusement. I'd always just turn on like Fox News in the morning, just to <laughs> I don't know, just anger myself and, and I don't know, just engage with with politics in my mind early on. Um, so yeah, yeah. So like John Stewart's Daily Show was was big for me as well. Okay. Um, yeah, like I, I, I always have to remember that, like people, like I mean, you're you're going to be at least ten years younger than I am, yeah. Uh, and like, uh, that you grew up in a world where comedy was like everywhere, or like the potential for comedy is everywhere. Like you know, you don't know a world without YouTube. You don't know a world without yeah, like yeah, you know anything on demand at this point, like. Yeah, no, YouTube is big as well. Like, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like all the things I watched as a kid, but there's a bunch of like animations and and um, people that probably aren't around today. Um, oh, 
Yeah, no, I'm sure there's there's dozens of names that I, I could go over. Like I still have my 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 YouTube channel. What is it here? I can look it up. <laughs> channel, I've got it open right here. About yeah, two two thousand nine. So I've had <laughs> I've been on YouTube since I was ten years old, just watching whatever. And I'm I'm nice. sure. Yeah. Uh, so um, what's your introduction to sketch comedy? Other like other than the YouTube world, um. You mean into writing it or? Or no, just like to knowing it's a thing versus <laughs> well, you know, your regular got... feature lengths or, you know, sitcoms. Yeah. Um, it was probably, um, probably I got big into, into the Kroll show and that was existed for a little bit. Sure. Um, <laughs> I guess, man, I guess I am really young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kroll show I really, really enjoyed. Um, and that was probably the first like actual sketch show I watched a lot. And then probably after that, I discovered Tim and Eric's show, um, kind of afterwards. Um, <laughs> my mom would always get pissed when I watched it, not because it was crude, but because it was just so disgusting. Um, that she would just like request for me to, to quit watching it. Um, yeah, I'm, I... I'm very much, uh, not a Tim and Eric guy. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. I'm gonna chalk it up to just I don't understand it. Like, <laughs> uh, but Kroll Show. Did you have like a favorite, like a favorite character, a favorite sketch from Kroll Show? I'm I'm sure I do. Oh boy, I haven't watched that in a long time. The one sketch that immediately comes to my mind um, was it because it was like uh, particularly funny, just because it was it was just so accurate. Was uh, Kroll had this sketch called I don't know if it was called La Deli, but or La Deli. Um, but mm-hmm. it was just like a Van Halen, um, like ripoff band singing the song "La Dele." La, I can't sing it. Say it. Holy fuck! Yeah, um, it's that, well. That's part of the joke. Is La <laughs> Dele? Like, so it's fine. Yeah, um, but it's. I don't know. I'd always listen to a lot of like classic rock as a kid, and uh, I don't know. That sketch is like, wow, that actually sounds like a real <laughs> Van Halen song. I don't know. I just appreciated that. Um, I don't know. I just like all of um, Nick Kroll's character work. Um, I just. I don't know. I, that is it was funny just to see this this one guy perform so many different roles um not that they like varied drastically in performance i don't know how to describe it i don't know it was just nice to see just one guy play uh, 30 different characters that all kind of just sounded the same but were slightly different <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's good well like yeah nick Kroll's a, a really interesting choice because like he i i you know, he did college comedy. I know, mm-hmm. from, like in Georgetown, and uh, like I, I forget the first time I I knew who he was. I want to say like um, he did his Chupacabra uh, DJ character mm-hmm. on Reno Nine One One, and then he started doing like Fabrice Fabrice on different things. Like Fabrice Fabrice was probably like, my first real like, oh, this guy is like crazy. Yeah, and then he like uh body the uh, bobby bottle service on funnier <laughs> yeah. die like like those like those sketches were like insane to me yeah um but yeah uh oh and uh the liz's of publicity and yeah. now and now big mouth is a yeah pretty massive thing on netflix yeah yeah and i still sure. can't believe he does all the voices because i could have sworn that the one voice was manzukas <laughs> yeah yeah um okay so 
uh did you do anything in high school like writing comedy wise or like did you do like high school theater um i didn't do theater and i really regret it because i I think i would have loved it um but i was just um i don't know i think i i think i saw theater as too girly um (laughs) i don't know yeah i think that's a uh, yeah awful always a trap that we that guys worry about yeah that, that i just somehow yeah maintain my masculinity by not joining such like a special group and making really close friends <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah no so in high school i had gone into high school thinking i wanted to do science um like astrophysics or like maybe something with computers because i don't know i spent time I, I wasn't very confident i just knew that i was i was good at math um, all my buddies were great at math. They all um, enjoyed it. Um, and so I think their thinking just kind of influenced my kind of apathetic view of like what I wanted to do. And then um, uh, I joined uh, a t- like a television production class in high school um, just because it piqued my interest and I needed an elective. Um, and I immediately fell in love with the teacher. I fell in love with the class and I started writing a bunch of movies and, and making a bunch of films with my friends and really starting to take it seriously and I, n- I never like felt um so passionate about something before um and it was it was i don't know it was, it was just short of magic um and so in that in that class we all kind of had like specializations like we all wanted you know so we all kind of picked roles like some people would pick you know cinematographer or director or, you know any any sort of the roles and nobody picked writer and um i don't know I'd, uh, that immediately just clung to me as both an easy position that I wouldn't have to compete for, um, and also one that that appealed to me it was just uh, well, you get to you get to make everything, you get to do. <laughs> I don't know. That seemed like hey, all the fun stuff. Yeah, you're the first wave of like of the creation of this. Like, yeah, you are the foundation. It's not necessarily like a craft. Like, I feel like cinematography can be a craft mm-hmm. or um, a skill set. Like, writing is just like, all right, let's see how this goes and. Yeah, yeah, and I um, and to go back just a bit when I was, I think um, I want to say middle school or something. I'd watched. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard heard of like the the YouTube show Red versus Blue. Is it the the Halo? Yes, yes, it is. Animation. Um, so I was yeah, I was really big into that. I think they called it. Uh, they they. The, the word they used was machinima because it was a, a combination of machine yeah. and animation. Um, and so those, those are really big and they had a website and I saw, uh, one of the, the dude who made it has like a little, you know, like a little, like about me profile. And I just saw that under his name said screenwriter. And I was like, Oh, you could, I forgot. I didn't realize you could do that. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, immediately that was like, that was really appealing to me. So I, so I went to this program, I wanted to be a writer. I read a whole bunch of really awful things. Um, but of course, you know, everybody else was doing awful quality stuff. We're all just, you know, kids doing dumb garbage. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun and immediately, I, I don't know, I, I wanted to do something with writing. Um, the, like the filmmaking process was good, but I always, um, I always didn't like relying on other people, especially when it, uh, came to my income. Um, so I wanted something that it could just be me, um, if, if it needs to be. And so, um, that kind of, led me down like stand up where I, where I kind of decided, okay, I think stand up would, would be a great avenue for, for what I want to do. So, so you've done stand up? I have. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't do any in, in high school cause I was way too afraid and had no one, um, that would, I don't know. I, uh, no, nobody I knew even did stand up. I, I didn't know how to do it there. You know, I didn't know any like clubs or anything. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's really a high schoolers. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me that no one you knew. Uh, so, like, are you like are you actively a stand up? Like, do you um, do you do open mics as you, as much as you can? No, definitely not as much as I can. I've done like a handful um, here and there, and I've enjoyed them. Um, but I I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to find. Not it's not too hard um, <laughs> to find the time, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm mostly focusing on on uh, my sketch stuff with with uh, my troupe, working on that, um, and just uh, you know trying to make that the best as possible. And I don't know. We'll get to stand up when it comes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I ask everybody, uh, and I mean you haven't brought it up at all. So like I I imagine like signing out live is a thing for you mm-hmm. like. That you've seen stuff like do you have a favorite Saturday Night cast member? Um, hmm, probably Fred Armisen. Um, I just okay. enjoyed his like off color stuff. Um, I uh, it, it drove me to, to watch like Portlandia and stuff like that, and I, I and that documentary now show. Um, um, other than that, I, I didn't watch too much Saturday Night Live. Um, like I, I I don't know. I didn't like actively try to avoid it. I just, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it like appealed to me. Um, uh, I think, I don't know, just the, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I don't know. I think because they made it so, so quickly and it always had to be about something um, like relevant that I just was like, ah, eh, um I don't know. I'd r- I'd rather watch something that that um you know I don't know they made over a year and like really sat <laughs> down and, and wrote it. So you prefer you don't prefer like the the live aspect of Saturday Night Live isn't appealing to you at all. Like the only part um, <laughs> of the live aspect is that like, oh. and I think that's funny to me because like you even mentioned like you like political comedy and Daily Show like. That's just as live. That's just as timely as Saturday Night Live can be. Yeah, I think it was just because I found their like political comedy just. I, I don't know. Maybe, I think it was just too weak. I, I don't think their politics stuff was very good. It was usually just. Usually it was just like one sketch about something big that had happened during the week, or, or something yeah. like that. It wasn't like a whole show. Um, I don't know, and everything else was just you know unrelated. It was just one like, oh, here's here's I don't know, Obama said something. Here's a sketch about that. Yeah, I'm curious to like, I'm curious in the way that uh, Saturday Night Live had to adapt because, you know, 15 years ago or so, 15, 20 years ago, Saturday Night Live was like the only political comedy. Like the late night shows really weren't touching, you know politics too too much like leno's not a political comedian um but now like with the proliferation of you know daily show into the colbert report into you know colbert on late show like colbert is just like entrenched in the political comedy Mm -hmm. so like by the end of the week it's hard to do political jokes when all these other shows have had a head start and like are tapping that well already. So, yeah, I think, um, for me, when it came to political comedy, uh, I think weirdly, and I'm sh- and, and I, and I know this is true for probably a lot of other like white dudes, my age, um, growing up was, I got a lot of my like political comedy and commentary from just YouTube and just idiots yeah. off online. 
Um, they're telling me about well, mostly uh, how how stupid it is to be religious. Um, that's like kind of where it started. Was I kind of became an atheist through YouTube, and then um, and then the, that like atheist um, hatred or not hatred, sorry, like religious. Maybe hatred's a strong word, but like anti-theist ideas then evolved into like anti-feminism stuff, and then like I don't know. At some point, um, it grew. I don't know. It got it got just got worse and worse. And at some point, I was I was just saved from from that sliding train of of more right right and right thinking um, mm-hmm. through online. So yeah, I think I think when it comes to like that chasm of of new kind of like the new medium of of political commentary a lot of it came from youtube for me uh so tell me about uh the writers of the dorm yes um is this like a college like an official college club <laughs> no it, of a sketch comedy no group? there's yeah there's a whole bunch of troops that are actually recognized by our college but this was just um this is just a, a bunch of friends um getting together and they'd always said that um, if you if you try out for a troop and you and you don't make it, just start one with your friends. And nobody actually did that except for us. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what Riders of the Dorm is. I don't even know who came up with the name. I hate it, but it exists, and we're too we're too far in to change it. I think so. <laughs> yeah, because like it like it occurred to me like when I saw it uh, on the website, I was like, okay, so like is like at first I was like, is that a pun on something else? Like. And then, well, I think it actually was misspelled where, where I first saw it. <laughs> yeah, like, most likely. I th- like, I think it said, like, writhers. <laughs> and I was like, that's a, that's a weird noun to, to put in there. And then I, you know, did some Googling and it came up to writers of the dorm. I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense. And then, and then it just hit me. I was like, oh, this might be a college thing. So, like, yeah. Uh, and, and I believe Emerson does have it, like, well, he's Boston in general, like, has a pretty solid uh, tradition of comedy. Yeah, yeah, this is a great like B U B C Emerson. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there is this weird performance comedy thing that happens there, which I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure we can go deep. Like, if I had to guess, in it's, the... it's probably because I don't know. At some point, Boston um, just had a culture of comedy, and then those troops stuck um, in the colleges, and then um, just never went away. <laughs> Because yeah, like, I think David Cross started there. Mark Marin, like yeah, BU. Like there is a huge like stand up pocket. Yeah. Alternative comedy like might have even like, if we like trace the roots, like alternative comedy might have even started in Boston, mm-hmm. or at least the big names that we have. Yeah. Might have been big in Boston. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, did you actually try for one of the official college recognized clubs? Um. Not, not really. I just, um, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. They didn't appeal to me. They just looked, they didn't look like friends, um, doing sketch comedy and then putting it on for, for everyone. They just looked like, I don't know, like it reminded me of student council where it was just a bunch of people who mm. wanted, I don't know, some sort of weird status, um, as, as this thing. And it, it didn't, it didn't, I don't know. It just didn't appeal to me. So I didn't try out. Um, the the only one I did try out for was uh, a political satire one, um, which is like hyena comedy, and uh, I'm in that. But um, other than that, no, no, I didn't try. All my all, a lot of the other writers did, um, and some of them are in are in those troops, and and they they still prefer 
uh, our <laughs> grassroots troop. You said hyena? Yeah, comedy? it's like a satirical website. Um, <laughs> uh, we just write, you know, satire and, and dumb headlines okay. and stuff. Okay. Uh, so, so how does Writers of the Dorm get together? Like, what's the process? Um, we, you mean how did how did the group start? Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm not. Maybe I'm not the perfect person to answer this, but I essentially I got in because I just got a text message uh, from from I think Aaron. And Aaron said like, "Hey, come come up to the to the dorm." We're gonna be like writing sketches, um, and I showed up. Um, we were talking about um, writing some sketches, um, and then we were like, "Okay, uh, great job, everyone." We all we all you know came up with some ideas, and then uh, David been like, "Okay, we've got a show at Boston Improv." And we were like, "Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> I guess we're doing this now." Uh, yeah, it was very I don't know spur of the moment. Very um, I don't know. We we were all just a lot of comedic art students and, and, you know, some extra roommates who are just funny and we all just wanted to do it. So we just did it. Yeah. I guess when you have a college as a major yeah. of comedic arts, it's pretty easy to find yeah. your you know, quote unquote tribe of like-minded yes. people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so how long has this been a thing? Um, um, probably just over a year now. It's, it's very young. Um, we did mm-hmm. probably about two or three shows last year. Um, and then we did one over the summer. So we all flew back to Boston just to do one show at the Boston Improv. And then, um, yeah, we've just been riding around. Um, we just added a whole bunch of new members and, uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Now, in the tradition of like the comedy uh, clubs at camp on campuses, like do you do you see like every year rotating in a new thing, like a, a new crew of people? Like, like I don't think like like it's so new that you probably haven't had anything anyone graduate out yet. Mm-hmm. But like, do you see like you know new first year students, new sophomores, like coming into the group and like getting bigger or um no not really um i'm we're very disconnected from the the different years um which the years yeah the years of the majors um so no i i i can barely name any any of the freshmen i don't know any of them by face (laughs) or anything Uh, i'm sure they're good i know one of them's from from my high school um but yeah i don't no no the answer to that question (laughs) uh no so, so as as it looks right now, you're thinking Writers of the Dorm is going to be like a, a solid group that sticks together throughout the the college year. Like, yes, yes, um, yeah. There's no, I don't think, I don't know. If somebody's going to leave, they're going to leave. But that would be, um, yeah. You're not, you're just not taking that normal like. All right, we got to bring in the new students every year. No, like, no, yeah. Got to welcome in the new. Yeah, because we're not recognized by the college. Because I, I believe the other trips get like funding or like a budget to I don't know spend on whatever. Um, props or something um and we yeah no we just exist um you know we try and get people to show up to our shows um and all that we'll you know we'll do like uh collaborative events and stuff but no um we're not like yeah because because the other yeah the other troops have like auditions every year we just you know we're just a i don't know a group of friends 
because I can't remember who it was. Like I've, I've talked to somebody in the past, like they have to bring in like new first year students, new freshmen, like to keep their funding. Like there has to be like a turnover every year. Like, like when it's, when you're an official like college sponsored group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's going to bug me. <laughs> yeah. It's going to bug me until I remember who it is. Yeah. No. That, yeah. Well, that makes sense because I don't know. Yeah, well, because there's essentially there's probably seniors in your thing and they're gone now. So you gotta, yep. you know. Yeah, you gotta repopulate. Yeah, exactly. Tell, all right, writers of the dorm. Is there a specific style that I can expect from writers of, of a like a typical writers of the dorm show? Um. Hmm. <sighs> I, I I don't know. I'd say a lot of us are very different, but um, we definitely. Definitely won't ever tell tell somebody if they're presenting an idea that it's too weird, um, or or um, too strange. We definitely we've done like a lot of like absurd things. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know how to define our style. <laughs> um, maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm just bad at media analysis, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think we're, we're we're trying to upload things to the internet, so hopefully <laughs> you can just see for yourself. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say we're pretty weird. Um, we're not, <laughs> not offensive. I don't know. We try to avoid being, I don't know, gross or like, uh, we actually did have a problem last, last time our show, we were trying to cut down the amount of, amount of sketches that involved sex. So, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe this, we're the sexiest, um, dorm, <laughs> uh, troop, but not, yeah, not in well, appearance. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh. I, I, maybe I don't want to generalize age wise, but like being college students and like that might be the forefront of your mind. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might just, we might just be all controlled by our hormones. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What is your, gen- like, what is the writing process for Writers of the Dorm? Like, how often are you meeting? How often are, like, uh, what's the, do you have a show date and you, like you work towards that goal or is it just constant like year round? Um, it's kind of sloppy. Um, <laughs> right now we try and meet once a week. Um, and we don't even, we, we've yet to find a set date and time that just everyone can meet at this diamond day. Um, so it's, it's constantly changing. Um, usually um, if we've got no show upcoming, we'll be like, all right, everybody bring just one sketch in and then we'll, we'll, you know, toss around ideas um, and then, um, uh, after that, um, we usually try and book a show, then we'll try and rehearse. We'll try and get everything down. We're pretty bad at rehearsal too. <laughs> we usually just, um, do it a couple times. If we get it once good, we'll probably stop there. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And then usually mess something up on stage. Um, uh, I've been trying to get people to do more improv to think of, of better sketches um we're trying to we're trying to make a, a show online um just to to put like like three or four sketches in one kind of hastily edited together and transitioned i don't know it's probably be like 10 minute long episode mm-hmm. so we're currently working on that um but yeah we have no we have no leadership or roles um <laughs> which i don't know sounds like some i don't know awful anarcho commune but um it's really just us being lazy it sounds like the state like 
to an extent like uh the you know i don't know if you are familiar with the old mtv show like like early 90s before oh my god i'm gonna say this before you were born uh the the state um, i'm not familiar i've heard of them it you know like it's a sketch group that started at nyu uh they got a show on mtv like 11 people nine or 10 of them have become wildly successful Mm -hmm. one of them ran off to korea to become a academic (laughs) um but like legitimately like the success rate of that of that crew and like i mean you've seen all the members of the state on tv shows or in podcasts like since then but like they started out very much like uh you know all for one like everything was like democratic but then they start like uh if you read their the oral history that they have that they like really started to get a bit political and like like trading votes for certain sketches like i'll vote for your sketch if you vote for mine like so there's a very possible dark uh future for your yeah, sketch no, group yeah. like if you keep yeah that, that sounds way. that sounds like our future um, <laughs> not the success part just the awful um trading political votes for each other in, in manipulative ways or like one of you becomes the person that fires everybody yeah yeah well I, yeah I'm, since that was a one guy's role michael ian black was uh-huh. basically he put himself in charge of firing everyone that they were kicking off the team <laughs> i'm yeah okay <laughs> I might have to be that guy. I've been trying to to kind of subtly, because I I desperately believe we need some sort of organization or or structure. Um, I don't want to introduce hierarchy, but I think it's needed. I think um, I think there needs to be an authoritative voice somewhere. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can run a successful like organization that could produce um, I don't know comedy content with with quality. And, and consistency without some sort of, I don't know, backbone. I know. Did I talk you into like starting a coup? No, you didn't talk. No, these are all my. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I very much believe this still. No, you haven't persuaded me of nothing, Josh. Mm. Okay, good. I don't want to be like the, like the no, downfall. Yeah. No, but I'll like, use your name if I have six to. Six months ago, it all started with this podcast guy, <laughs> Philly. <laughs> All right, uh, so you're in college for comedy, which is still mind blowing to me. Uh, so I and you've been doing sketch comedy for a couple of years now. Like, is there something from sketch comedy that you've learned, whether it's like the craft of sketch comedy or like something from life that you've learned that you would pass on to someone that's just start writing? Um, hmm. I would say there's there's always uh, I'd probably say even though it's art, it's not it's not magic. It's not, um, I don't know, it doesn't come from some inexplicable creativity, brain juice, um, like comedy writing. Like it's, it's, there's, there's rules. Um, and I would, <laughs> I would respect those rules. Um, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a reason things are funny. There's a reason things aren't funny. Um, learn, watch, watch something, watch good things, watch whatever people find even if you don't like it, I don't know. Watch watch things that are popular. Um, you should you should know why those are popular, why you don't like it. You should be able to explain to anybody why this is bad comedy, why this is good comedy. Um, you know, for X Y reasons. I'd say all those have, have helped me. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just enjoy. I guess I just enjoy analyzing um, why certain art works and why it, why it doesn't. And like you mentioned, um, like in high school, actually thinking of going into like more math and science, mm-hmm. more STEM uh, career path, and then you <laughs> hard right, yeah, into a creative. Uh, yeah, yeah. Future. No, I didn't think about that. Maybe that's that. That might be. Uh, yeah, that might be where that that idea comes from. I don't know. Yeah, I just have a, I have a I have a respect for. Um, I don't know. Like I, I try to view um, all art as like a craft, like a like a baker or a I don't know a watchmaker. Like it's not. I don't know. It's not. I don't know. I just I mostly just get frustrated when people are like, ah, you can't teach me how to how to paint. You can't teach me how to how to be creative. Um, but you absolutely can. It's it's very much a craft. Yeah. Exactly. No, you absolutely can. Um, absolutely. I don't know. Just oh, yeah. that I've had people in my life tell me that. <laughs> I just get very angry. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's very much a craft. It's it's um you know practice all of that. Um, maybe get some self discipline so that you can actually practice um, instead of just you know go into a podcast and tell people to practice. <laughs> um so why comedy why is it comedy now like why is this like you're going to college to theoretically get a degree get the piece of paper in two years set that says bachelor of i'm assuming arts in Comed- yeah, comedic, comedic <laughs> arts why like why is it that comedy has become your choice of career path free time yeah. spare time hobby like you're basically yeah, all same, in at this point yeah, to me very much um uh so why comedy why comedy uh i'd probably say i think most people would answer that i don't know if i well, i guess you would know what most people would say but i feel like when when most people ask that they would say like um i don't know like all my life i've, I've seek the validation of others or like i don't know it, it always felt good whenever i made jokes but i i don't know i can't personally relate to that um, like, I, I don't know. I don't get like a good, like this rush whenever I tell a joke and people laugh. Um, I've just always as a kid really, really, really with, uh, like a, uh, like a deep, I've had a deep admiration of, of anyone who's funny. And I had a lot of respect for people who could make me laugh. Um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. I'd always look up to like older older kids in the grade in like grade school and stuff. And, um, if they could make me laugh, I'd always be like, man, I want to, I want to be their friends. I want to, I want to, I want to, I would just want to be that dude. I just want to be that dude. I don't know. I, um, uh, I just will, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. I, <laughs> I seek the validation of others or maybe just the respect. Cause I, I, uh, I had, uh, just this, this love for, for those people that could make me laugh. Um, and I just wanted to be that guy. Um, and, um, I then, you know, I fell in, fell in love with the writing process and, um, well, just writing in general. And then, um, um, it made more sense to, to get, you know, that specific, well, I want to be doing comedy writing. I don't want to just be writing in the vague sense. I want to be doing this very specific thing. Um, I don't know, to me, like a writing degree would feel like a math degree, like a, I don't know, like that—that that just doesn't exist. Like you'd get like something specific, like I don't—I well, don't know any math. Too. <laughs> I, 
yeah like it, it yeah to me it definitely feels like um what does that even mean yeah. like there's just like mm-hmm. it's such a broad like you know it's like getting yeah, a degree exactly. in science or like there's so there's so specific like avenues yeah. to go into and like maybe like even like the liberal arts of like a writing degree and being able to write anything versus like yeah yeah and i think i think that's what worried me is as i get into somewhere where they'd just be well this is a writing class this isn't um i don't know like something specific so i'd be getting advice or like things that wouldn't apply to me and we'd constantly have to go over things that like wouldn't really be needed for me but might be needed for the guy sitting next to me or something like that and i just i don't know i just didn't like that yeah, you don't want to sit in a class for and have to like deal with the iambic pent- yeah. pentameter for six weeks when you yeah. don't really care about that later. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Aiden. Thank you, Josh. You can see Aiden and the rest of Writers of the Dorm at Sketch House on Thursday, November 29th at 9 p.m. at Improv Boston. More information can be found at improvboston.com. You can like Writers of the Dorm at Facebook at facebook.com slash writers of the dorm. And you can follow Hyena Comedy at hyena underscore comedy on Twitter. You can see me hosting the Big Freaking Quiz 2018 in Boston, opening for Writers of the Dorm during that Sketch House show, and then in Baltimore the following night, November 30th, at Charm City Comedy Project. ImprovBoston.com or CharmCityComedyProject.com for more information on either show. My first sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. You can find out more information at PhillySketchFest.com. Follow Philly Sketch Fest on Instagram at PhillySketchFest. The music on this episode is by the band NoNo which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.